Welcome to Strata. I'm Glenn. And I'm Brandon. Welcome to the Minds on Muscle podcast. Got this one. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Minds on Muscle podcast. Glenn said he was going to start, but I jumped in anyway. Glenn, how you doing, man? <laughs> Happy Tuesday, Brandon. I'm good. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Hey, if you're watching this or you're listening to this later, we're live streaming these things, which is why we had that little blunder and I just jumped in because I'm so excited about this. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff going on and... Uh, Glenn, I apologize for interrupting you. we got some cool <laughs> things going on. I'm excited. I'm excited for podcast part two. I told myself I wasn't going to turn my head as much today. I'm still getting used to these new microphones. I'm excited for podcasting part two. I love talking about podcasting. I thought part one was pretty awesome. I uh, re-listened to the whole thing. And I'm excited to talk about more podcast stuff today, Brandon. So let's lay it on thick. So listen, if you haven't checked out last week's podcast episode, you absolutely should go back. I love the meta episode, the podcast episode on podcasting, uh, but there's some amazing things that can come from that. So we're going to talk a little bit more about podcasting today, kind of like an extension of that and where this bleeds into live streaming and then workflows that myself and Glenn like to use to help us have tons and tons of content creation. I think the idea of doing one thing and getting five things from it is amazing, right? You've heard the idea, measure five times and cut once well what if you could cut once and affect five things i think it's amazing and i'm really excited about it it's like that movie multiplicity with michael keaton he was a very famous actor in the 80s and he kept he was a scientist of types and he kept photocopying himself over and over again except the photocopies kind of got a little wonky near the end but lucky for you when we show you how to use this content when you do an hour of filming and podcasting how you can make that a month's worth of content we promise you that it's not going to get watered down now, speaking of wonky, what's not wonky is two things. One, Glenn and I have a brand new desk that we're super excited about. So now we actually can rest our arms and relax when we're doing this a little bit more. And when we can have guests here, it's going to make it so much easier to have a couple other people up here, maybe do a round table with four. Who knows? But before we jump into today's topic, if you're listening to this later or you're listening to this now, please check out the Fitness Pro Mentors community. We are posting these episodes, Minds on Muscle, live every week. We're going to give away juicy information to help you as a fitness professional be a CEO. We're really excited about contributing more to the health and fitness community, flagless, all around helping you do what you love to do better. So, Mr. Glendon, podcast two, where do you want to start? Ah, ooh, that's a good question. We have so much stuff we could talk about today. I feel like a great place to start because we talked so technically last time. Would we talk? Would we talk about the kinds of content you can create with the podcast? There's so many different things that we do. Our podcast started off with just Brandon and I talking about different health and exercise stuff. And initially, it wasn't a fitness pro mentors podcast for fitness and exercise professionals. It was actually more for our clients. We want to educate our clients more because we'd get awesome clients and awesome questions from these clients. They're like, hey, like, tell me about orthotic. Should I wear my orthotic? Should I not? And I'd be like, Brandon, this is a great question. So we talk about it for an hour. So that's where it started. But then eventually, it evolved to interviews. We started doing some interviews, Brandon. I got to say, I think that we ended up transitioning to the fitness pro conversation side of things because I can't shut up about talking about science and, and all these different things to help personal trainers because it's something that I'm really passionate about these days. So I accidentally may have hijacked this podcast and changed the direction. But I love Glenn for coming along on the ride and we're getting to help a lot of people now, which is really, really great. Um, but the interviews are great. And so one of the things we talk about in the fitness pro mentorship in the finding category, right? Different marketing outreach strategies. One of my favorite things and most powerful things you can do is what I call borrowing authority. And so 
you as an individual, like we are, we're constantly trying to establish ourselves, ourselves as an authority to a specific target market, or we should be. And if you're an expert for a niche market, this allows you to capitalize on that market, charge higher rates, and help a more specialized group, which I think is where the real value comes from being a high level, high ticket, one-on-one -on -one personal trainer. The nice thing about that though, is there are other people who have done the same thing for other groups of people other target audiences, chiropractors, other educators. And if you can connect with these people and interview them and borrow their authority by them being on your show, it elevates your presence amongst the community so much faster. It helps you be seen by their audience. And at the same time, and I would say that's just one reason why I love the Joe Rogan podcast, honestly, is you get to learn from these people. You get to interview them and ask questions, not only around their exercise and business methodology, but their values and their preferences. And I think that's one of my favorite things about doing things like this is it's not just so much getting to know someone's academic side of things. I love knowing what makes people tick and what gets them fired up. And it's nice to know because if you see that Glenn is a wholehearted, dog-loving, family-loving person on top of being an academic and an educator, you can see that you know, he's a real person. And it makes whatever level you think he's at tangible and real, not robotic and not mechanical. I love it. I really do. I think people listening might be surprised at how easy it is to get some people who you might feel like have a lot of authority or have some real pull in your community onto your podcast. People love talking about things that they love and they're interested in and they love being a guest. They love feeling like they're the feature. And a lot of times that's enough to get somebody on your podcast. I know a lot of times, at least I know I have, looked at people who I want on my podcast and thought to myself, these people are way too busy and way too popular to spend time on my podcast. I remember uh, Brent and I talking one day and I said, Brent, I think we should interview people, maybe try to grow the podcast a little bit. Brent's like, I was thinking the same thing. Ben reached out to a whole bunch of his peeps. I reached out to some people in not even my community, my network. There's this doctor named Mel Davis, and I really followed a lot of her work. She's a um, really big into habit building and the psychology of that. She's very popular on Instagram, very smart, like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, PhD, brilliant woman. And all it took was an email being like, hey, my colleague and I have a podcast and I love your work and we'd love to know if you'd come on for 45 minutes to an hour, just chat with us. And the next day I can email back being like, sure, I'd love to, like when's a good time? And it was easy as that. So you might be surprised the kind of people that you can leverage to get on your podcast and even if they're not huge big names, the local authorities, because you are going to be a one-to-one -one high ticket personal trainer, if you're listening to this, very likely, um, those local authorities are perhaps the best people for you to leverage, right? Uh, Brandon's made this analogy before. If he had Arnold Schwarzenegger coming to the gym, and Arnold Schwarzenegger came here and he started flexing his muscles and talking about health and fitness, that might be great because a lot of people would come, but it'd be more bodybuilding people, the kind of people that we work with at Strata, you know, 60 years plus for the most part, deal with pain and discomfort and just want to move well and, and, and pain-free, those people aren't necessarily going to be drawn to Arnold Schwarzenegger. So what's the return on investment for that big name? Very little. But if you get a local authority, a local chiropractor, or a local physiotherapist, or some other uh, local practitioner who works with a very similar client demographic where well, you can leverage that person to help you build your authority and you might not get any clients from it right away but right now we're playing the long game your reputation right now might not be the largest in your community but you get five ten years of consistent action via interviewing and podcasting you can grow your following and your reputation and your authority 
in your community. So don't be afraid of reaching out to people because I'll tell you openly, I've reached out to, and so has Glenn, a ton of people that have not responded to us. But if you reach out to 20 people and you get five awesome authorities, five awesome real people, I mean, that's really the magic and that's where you get some great stuff. And then as you interview the Mel Davises and the Tom Purvises and the Greg Max and the Charlie McMillans and whomever else, other people go, oh, they're on the show? This must be okay. And then they come around and they get involved. And honestly, I love the Mel Davis episode as an example because Glenn and I do know some pretty cool cats in this exercise education world. Um, I don't know Mel Davis at all, and you don't know her personally at all either. And so reaching out to her, getting her to come on the show, I know a lot of people who are like, I've never heard of Mel Davis, and they get to know who she is. So whatever your job is, whatever you're trying to do with your podcast, if you're working on doing something like that, or you're just doing live streaming, which we're going to talk more about today as a part of your business, try to choose people that are lateral to your world. Like a good friend of mine owns a hair salon and I'll do something with her for fun for strata for sure. And I'm excited about that. However, for the fitness pro mentor side of things may not be the most perfect person to bring on. However, bringing on the next door neighbor who's a chiropractor, not a fitness professional, but a spine professional, if you will, who uses exercise, having her come on would be a great thing. You as the audience get to learn how a chiropractor employs exercise as a professional, and I think that's really cool. So uh, really consider about consider borrowing authority, and don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, Glenn and I will happily be on whatever you guys are doing as long as you don't attack us. And if you do, we're gonna be okay, because we're prepared. Yes, we'll defend our honor. Uh, rigorously. Uh, another, uh, so educational, uh, sorry, uh, interviews. Interviews do fall into that kind of educational category. But uh, as we kind of started this conversation, you don't necessarily need somebody to interview. You can have a podcast where it's you sitting down for 10 minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, and just talking about a subject or a topic for whatever amount of time that you want to. And as long as you are charismatic and you try your best to be intriguing and you're, you're having a good dialogue with yourself, you can make that podcast a thing, a reality. My second podcast, N equals one, it didn't last very long, but it was pretty much me every week sitting down for five or 10 minutes talking about something that a client asked me earlier in the week. And then I put that out into the world. And that was essentially it. When Brandon and I first started, just him and I, it was educational stuff. We'd pick a topic and we'd talk. A lot of podcasts out there, for uh, for example, if you don't mind him because he can be a polarizing character, Bill Burr, he's got his own podcast called The Monday Morning Podcast, and it's literally him talking to a microphone for an hour, just ranting. And I'm sure he makes tremendous bank off of it. But the point I'm trying to make is you don't need an interview uh, it, you don't need to do interviews. You don't need to have someone else to throw ideas off of. You can literally just talk about something that you're confident and know well for five or 10 minutes at a time and you have a podcast. So the educational content is great. And one of my favorite things to stack on top of what Glenn is saying with the educational stuff is I don't know if everyone, it's up to you. If you don't have a desire to have a podcast, that's totally fine. But one thing that's amazing about talking to a microphone, setting up a camera, and presenting, going live like this, is there's something about you know going on stage, so to speak, that prepares you in a way that is unpreparable unless you actually go and do it. You can be in the practice room, the study room, and you can do all of this stuff, but once the lights are on, the camera's on, the microphone's on, and you try and do one smooth conversational bit about a topic, Totally different experience, which is one of the things that if someone's ever watching us doing this and they go, hey, what they're doing is easy. <laughs> it's not. And so what I love about this is pick a topic and practice teaching it, talking about it, having a conversation with yourself and or a peer about it and pick anything. 
I think a really easy thing to do is if you've taken the MSS program, the MATR program, the um, our resistance training specialist program, the fitness pro mentors program, take one of those concepts, force, and try and tell a story about force to a microphone. And this is what is really amazing about this is once you start talking about force, you realize how good you are at talking about it or not. And this is where you get to review the game tape and you get to do business drills, communication drills, get better at talking about it so that way you can go live and talk about force and how force is mass times acceleration and it's a push or a pull and have all these little bits and sound bites that you can pull together to create this hook and antagonist and agonist story that turns into some awesome conclusion. I love it. So in short, if anyone's ever asking, hey, Brandon, Glenn, Fitness Pro Mentors, how do we get better at communicating? Do it. Practice communicating because it's going to be the most powerful thing that you can do uh as we talk about in the sales portion of the fittest pro mentors you can't learn to ride a bike in a seminar you got to go out and ride the bike make some mistakes get dirty fail it's totally cool the last thing that we're going to talk about when it comes to content that you can put into your podcast is the friendly stuff brent and i are really good at this and that is bantering. We're also shameless. <laughs> banter. Banter's fun. And what do we mean by banter? Banter is kind of this back and forth that Brad and I have when we're just having fun and we're playing around. Or it could also be looked at as our ability to feed off of each other. Our transitions, sometimes they're a little bit rocky, but that's okay because we make them fun when that happens. But for the most part, we do a pretty good job reading each other's minds about where to go next, what we want to say, prompting each other because we have good banter, right? We've developed this flow low. And that's one of the things that I think you get from doing podcasts and having this other conversation either with yourself, with other people, is you actually learn to banter better. And part of that comes down to, I think, improv. Ben, what do you think? Well, I appreciate you asking what I think. And I mean, when it comes to improv, what kind of things do you think that I'm good at with improvisation? Uh, yes, and. And for people who don't know, yes, and is this concept in improv that I absolutely love. And it's actually amazing in all conversations that you'll have with people and, if, and getting along with people in general. The concept of yes, and is that you're never going to turn down an offer from somebody. You're going to accept it and add something on top of it. Yes, but I don't actually know what you mean. Could you stack a little more on top of this? No, honestly, the idea of what's awesome about this, it's the art of conversation, yes. the art of communication. And this is where stroke, repeat, reverse, and yes, and, and all these other communication concepts go far. And so it gets you comfortable talking with folks. I really love it. Um, I would say that, honestly, we were a year in of doing this podcast, which is crazy. So we're going to be talking about that as well. Um, but even though I was an okay instructor before, getting better at communicating more concisely, clearly with my words on the fly, this has absolutely done that. Um, I'm really happy about it and I can tell a difference in Glenn's voice and my voice and uh, I really would recommend it for sure. I think it's a powerful thing that you can do. Now, one of the most powerful things with this is taking your podcast and live streaming it. Now, one thing, if you've never heard of live streaming, I actually heard about it through gamers. It actually started off with video gaming. I'm sure you knew that. Actually, you did talk to me about this when we first started. And so when you start doing collect, looking into all this audio gear, um, nowadays, all the audio computer gear is connected to video gear. And so video gamers will think go on Twitch and other video game streams, and they'll have a camera set up, pro DSLR like this one, high quality audio, and they'll play World of Warcraft or any other game. I am not video game. <laughs> I can <culture>. tell. <laughs> I don't know anything about video games, but they'll play their video game and they'll have discourse throughout the entire, what games do they play? Give me a game. Uh, they play, no, they sometimes play World of Warcraft. League of Legends is big, Defense Against the Ancients. Um, Apex
Apex Legends. Uh, it doesn't matter. We can continue. There's big games out there. There's, it's, it's gaining popularity very quickly. It's what the Brandon's nice getting at. The nice thing <laughs> about the streaming video game world is there's a ton of information on how to connect audio and video into your computer so you can collect information and record it in one seamless bout. So one of the things I would highly recommend, I've had a lot of people reach out to me uh, recently asking, well, how do you do content creation? What kind of workflow do you have? And one of the most powerful things for me, because I'm busy, Glenn's busy. We don't have a tremendous amount of time. I've got another kid coming in a couple of weeks, like what? But what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about this. You take all this video, you take this audio, you record one podcast just like this. This podcast might be at 16 minutes in, it might be 30 minutes, 40 minutes at the end of it. So in a 40 minute bout, we collect all this banter conversation, these educational tidbits, both video and audio. And we collect it high quality on a Canon camera with a decent lens and video and audio. And we record it simultaneously while we're live streaming. So right now we are producing content to the Fitness Pro Mentors group. It is live, awesome. On top of that, we're recording it. So we can take the audio, we can rip the MP3 from the video. We can edit it if we need to, to clean up the audio and take out bloopers if we have to, which seldom we do. Take that, load it up onto Spotify and Podbean for the podcast. Then take the video, chop it up like we're doing a little bit of uh, chop block or whatever the heck it was called, that crazy, oh my gosh, what was that thing called? Editing? No, not editing. The <laughs> uh, Slap chop, right? The whole slap oh, chop. Oh my goodness. Right? Chop up the video and then all of a sudden of the 45 minute video, we have infinite options of little soundbite conversations that we can use. So Glenn and I, we take a few pieces that we put on the Minds on Muscle page to get people excited about our content and let them know what's going on. And then we take the same conversation pieces and we extend it into the Fitness Pro Mentors content and my personal content and Glenn's content. So one hour of work turns into all this amazing stuff, which is another reason why coming back to an original point, the storytelling soundbite, if you get better at storytelling bits in one clean, cohesive piece. It makes it easier to chop up this content and repurpose it for other social media purposes or other free training purposes. I really love it. I think it's one of the most powerful and simple things that you can do to get more out of what you're doing. Because the audio and video are streamlined to a single file and because we do this in one smooth flow, uh, with very few, as Brandon said, errors in between, the editing process is actually very, very quick. I think by the time I boot up my computer and I load up the um, the file, the video with the audio in it, I think it probably takes me about an hour to create the YouTube art, to create the video for the actual um a podcast. Uh, another, uh, I also get the audio off of it, and we also get two promos. I upload it to our host software, Podbean, which shoots it automatically out to iTunes um, and Spotify and the other platforms that we use. And I also create uh, the YouTube bar and I put it up on the channel as well. And that only all takes about an hour. Now, if you ask me the first time I did it, it probably took me about two and a half hours, right? But you do it a couple times, honestly, you get used to the flow. It becomes very, very simple. I can't tell you. It's very, very easy. And it's tons and tons of content. If I wanted to, I could maybe spend an hour and a half, an hour and a half and chop up a little bit more of the video. In fact, Brent and I have been talking about doing that a little bit more to give us even more content to shoot out, but it really doesn't have to be that long. An hour of your week to edit and to get these promo clips that we do as well. That's right, I forgot. We also get two promo clips. Plus an hour to actually record the podcast. Two hours out of our schedule. It's really not that much for great marketing content. So if you're like us, 
we can talk about a few pieces in between to help make this happen easier for you. Um, I would say, I think I said this last week, but if I didn't, consider investing into higher quality audio first. You don't need a DSLR microphone, but if you have terrible sound and a great video, people won't really pay attention. If you got a crummy video and great sound, that great sound can be repurposed for lots of different avenues. So listen to last week's episode, check it out, lots of information on microphone hardware options, why we're using the Rodecaster Pro with the pod mics and why we use the Yeti and all that. So. Look into high quality audio, check out last week's episode. Also, what you're gonna need for streaming are two other things. You're gonna need a computer that can tolerate the demand of the softwares that you're using. So at the moment, this computer is concurrently running our DSLR, the Canon 6D Mark II, the audio, it has a note app open over here where we can keep our notes up on a screen separate off camera and it can stream to Facebook and record onto a Samsung um, external hard drive all concurrently. Now you guys can't hear this computer's working pretty hard. The fans are running. So I don't think I could do much more with it, but you do need a computer. So this is a MacBook air. I also have a MacBook pro that we use to run pretty much everything for fitness pro mentors and through strata through, and both of which have done a fine job for that. So you don't need, I'm a Mac guy, uh, Glenn, you have a PC, which do you have any PC recommendations? I, I do not have and PCs are a lot more open ended in terms of all the parts and components that go into them because it's just more distributed that way. Um, so I don't. But having said that, you can't. There are ways you can get away with doing, uh, still grabbing high quality audio and video, and still having the uh, computer to process it all. I mean, this guy might be humming along right now, but you don't have to have a separate screen and a monitor. You don't have to have all this. I mean, the camera I don't actually think takes up too much processing power either. I think if anything, it's probably that Rodecaster Pro, right? And even then, there's a big honking unit here. Um, so I don't think you actually need that great of a computer. The computer I have at home right now that I do um, my live streaming on, it still comes out in 720p, and I use my Blue Yeti microphone, the USB. That computer is like eight years old, and it's a gaming computer. And eight years old from uh, the world of computers and gaming is a hunk of junk at this point, but it still gets me by for my work stuff, so I keep using it. Your laptop, 16 gig? Um, yeah, 16 gig. Yeah. yeah, it's a steady state drive. I would say that if you're going Apple, uh, PC, Microsoft, like our good friend Curtis Clay is a Microsoft guy, 100% in. I would say if you're going to like make sure that your computer had any one specific spec, if you can upgrade it and or you're purchasing one, is that they get at least 16, 16 gigs of memory. Because um, everything else you can off, like if you have only uh, 250 gigs of hard drive memory on your computer, you can get a steady state hard drive, like a terabyte for 100 bucks. And that's fine. Um, but you need the gig, you need the actual guts of the computer or maybe a graphics card to help tolerate the graphics, uh, especially if you're using softwares that record at 720 or 1080p. Um, so I would say that for sure, at least the 16 gigs and if not more, if you can. Um, camera wise, you can really do anything. I mean, what we were using for a while, which is sitting over there, is a 1080p Logitech web camera. It looks great. Uh, the only reason why I stopped using it is I have this DSLR where I film everything for Strata. And I really love the depth of field where Glenn and I are in the foreground and the background's just a little blurry. It makes us stand out and look a little bit sharper, but the web camera totally suffices. So you can get a Yeti microphone for 150 bucks, maybe hundred bucks used, a Logitech camera that does 1080p for another hundred bucks you got a computer whatever cost you spent on that and then you just need a streaming software which zoom and i forgot about this until last week which is a change for far some of the uh, fitness pro mentor stuff is 
Zoom actually connects to Facebook groups and you can actually go live straight from Zoom to Facebook groups and to Facebook if you want to. So very powerful Zoom, great job. My biggest gripe with it is that you can't record the 1080p that you go through or the 720. It comes at 640 like you're saying and those grains drive my OCD a little nuts. I don't like it. I don't like it. So what you really need to get this workflow started is a couple things. You need a process, get your conversation, communication bits organized, practice storytelling. The more you get better at storytelling about different chunks of information, the faster and the better content you're gonna have. You need an audio something or other, and it can be just the microphone off your headphones to start, the Apple headphones, whatever you got. You need some way to capture the video. You can use the webcam on your computer if you got one. I recommend getting something just a little sharper so it stands out a little bit more. And then you need some way to capture the software. And so Apple Land, I'm a big fan of Zoom and Ecamm Live. I've talked about that before. Glenn, you use OBS? I use Streamlabs OBS to go live. Yes, correct. Right, and OBS is free, isn't it? OBS is free, yeah. OBS, uh, I would say Streamlabs OBS is a little bit more of a streamlined version, a lot easier to figure out. If you just get um, plain OBS, it is a, like a full-on studio production, but it's very overwhelming. I would definitely go Streamlabs if you are just looking to make some content. And there's other softwares like StreamYard that I know Glenn experimented with. Um, when I've spoken in the Portugal EXS presentation, they use StreamYard and it goes super seamlessly, lots of autonomy to the main controller's end. There's a lot of great options. Um, I recommended last week on YouTube, checking out Tom Buck, who's got a YouTube channel, lots of great information. If you just look up live streaming, uh, you can find a tremendous amount of information. Why should you consider live streaming? It's efficiency. The whole reason why we have this thing and I keep talking about this is, I like investing in the speed and all of these tech pieces and the time you invest into storytelling, although it may take you an hour to tell a good story about force, you do that for enough time and it takes you a minute. And then all of a sudden you can use that for other forms of content creation, which just expedites your workflow, which is incredible. Absolutely. So, Fantastic. yeah. So one of my other favorite things to kind of like slowly put a pin in today is live streaming is amazing. One of the things that Glenn and I do, if you look at Glenn's Instagram page and my personal Instagram page, we do these different quick tip style videos. And I highly recommend them because they do help you focus on the storytelling elements of specific concepts. And when you have to tell a story about the Goldilocks zone or force or live streaming in less than a minute, it gets kind of crazy. But that's one of the things I love about this software is that we can take this streaming software and for me, my workflow in 90 minutes, including recording time, I can sit down and I can record eight different quick tip videos where I pick a concept and I talk about something. I pick something like force and relating it to my clients. Hey everyone, this is Brandon from Strata and I want you all exercising pain-free. Today we're talking about force. Force is this amazing thing, mass times acceleration. If we take this mass times acceleration, it's complicated. But at the end of the day, force is an agent of change. And the more you learn about force, the more you can learn about changing your body. So when you're exercising, consider the forces, right? And it's just getting good at improvising those kind of things. And I can do them enough now because I've done enough of them that doesn't take long to record it. And in fact, the editing process in Final Cut Pro which is the software I use, actually takes more time now. And so if I had a recommendation, and I'm sure Glenn can attest, is that practice talking, practice getting good at communicating, practice not being intimidated by this piece of glass or whatever you're looking into, because the more efficient you can get at using your words, the more content you get. And I mean, how amazing is that? 
Yeah, as uh, Brian Tracy, uh, uh, a very big, uh, I want to say, self, he's, he's been in the field of self-improvement for a very, very long time. And he's worked with many different organizations. He's got a ton of different books. I've consumed a whole bunch of them. One of the books he's got is on productivity and streamlining. And one of them is called Eat the Green Frog or Eat the Frog, one of those two. But the whole concept of the book is that there are things that you're avoiding that you ought to be doing. And there's a good chance the things that you're avoiding are going to be key in your productivity. Productivity being getting towards your goal. Your goal in this case, helping as many people as you can and making a good chunk of money while you're doing it. And if you avoid doing that thing, you're stifling to a very large degree how fast you're going to get towards your goal and your income and you're helping people and all that kind of stuff. And getting in front of this camera and talking into it, getting used to marketing getting used to talking to people. These are all things that if you are an exercise professional in the 21st century and you want to make a good go of it, you have to do it. These are things you have to do now. Um, maybe there's a very small percentage of people that can get away with not doing some of these things. There's always exceptions to the rule, but Brendan's absolutely right. You have to get used to talking into these cameras, articulating, having these conversations. You'll be so happy and thankful that, that you did and it's going to filter into all portions of your life. The comments that you have when you train to people, how you speak and communicate to your clients, how you speak and communicate with potential prospects, how you speak and communicate with your family members, friends, strangers, how you present yourself. It filters into all aspects of your life. And this is one of the reasons why Brad and I are so adamant that you try on this talking to the camera thing and getting used to improving and making those mistakes, but learning the skill all along the way. Everyone who starts hates it. <laughs> it's hard. And if you want to talk to any of the students of the program or anyone that I've influenced to jump on camera or Glenn's influenced, you'll hear that they all, the first few minutes are painful. The first few hours are painful, but it's because it's a whole new thing. It's a whole new skill. And it's not, some people may be a little better at it at the beginning, but it just comes from practicing communicating, talking to people and getting really concise with your points. So like Glenn said, I heard a quote from, I think it was Tony Robbins, and it was something along the lines of, people will work 10 times harder to avoid pain than they will pleasure. And if you think about the pleasures and the positive things that can come from you getting more information to your target audience faster, I mean, why don't you do that? Get out there, because it's painful. You don't want to be in front of the camera. You don't want to feel that stuff. Totally get out there. And I have one other recommendation on top of what Glenn said, not on top of a lateral to invest into the technology to make your world go faster. And I'll give you some perspective. I have the very four years ago, five years ago now, I think I've told the story before, but I want to explain why uh, we use all this hardware now is I had a promotional video that I wanted to make for Strata. I had a very clear vision. I wanted it to be a three minute video. I wanted three different clients giving little testimonials while I'm talking in between really inspired by Kevin Dunn of inertia fitnesses video. I saw it. It was like, this is perfect. It's got client testimonials. It's got him talking about science. You get this nice juxtaposition of science and real world explanations coming together. And I got quoted from a friend to record the video 3000 bucks. And she was a friend. And I was like, well, that's 3,000 bucks for one video is a lot of money. So I took the 3,000 bucks and I invested it into hardware. Now, if I told my family I spent 3,000 bucks on audio gear, $800 microphone and a camera and a lens, they'll be like, that's crazy. But think of it this way. That one video would have cost me $3,000 and it would have been done. 
The $3,000 I invested into camera and audio gear, I have now, that first year, I had the same marketing expense towards that hardware. The next year, like right now, I don't have to spend that $3,000 again because I have the camera. I have the audio gear. And I have been able to create exponentially more content than what the $3,000 worth of gear at the beginning, sorry, video would have cost from the initial purchase and the initial product idea. So I'm all about investing into the technology to make your world go faster, 100%. It can get expensive, but it's your business. If you're doing it for your own self, like in my opinion, if you're doing it just because you're recreationally gaming and you want to have a 1080p camera and you love it, that's cool. I don't think it's necessary. And I personally wouldn't do that for that purpose. But this content here, this is a part of two different businesses. It's a part of Strata and Fitness Pro Mentors. If you have a business or you want to have a business, this stuff, these investments, thousand bucks here of marketing expense that you would have painted, you would have paid for paintings on the outside of your wall or camera gear or someone videoing your stuff, I should say. That's fine if you want to do that. But if you want to get more out of it, a better ROI, consider investing and learning the skills. I think it's a very powerful and simple thing you can do. I don't think I have anything else to add on top of that, Brennan. I think we hit it home. Is there anything else you want to cover when it comes to podcasting today? Listen, if any of you have any questions around streaming and how to do this stuff, please reach out, write a question in the Fitness Pro Mentor uh, Facebook page. If you're not a part of it, join our Facebook group, Fitness Pro Mentors. Lots of amazing content in there, lots of free trainings. I'm going to post this video up there with the other ones because there's so much good information in here. Um, you got to figure out a lot of different pieces. I mean, you got to figure out the audio. You got to figure out the camera. You got to figure out the software. You got to figure out the computer. You got to figure out lighting. But once you get it all figured out, it's all streamlined and it's just easy to go. I mean, Glenn and I have this pro level setup here and it takes us five minutes. The most amount of time it takes to turn the lights on. <laughs> Honestly, it's the biggest nuisance. It really comes down to you'll overestimate what you'll get done in a day, but you're, you'll underestimate what you'll get done in a year. We've only been podcasting for, we just figured it out, maybe over a year now, just over a year. And we've come so far. And it's fantastic now with our setup. I think we really have it dialed in. I've been doing the speaking to the camera thing for about a year now. Brandon encouraged me when I joined Strata um, a year and a half ago. I shoved him. He sh well, listen, I appreciate the shove. It was a positive shove. It was like mother bird pushing her baby bird out the nest and forcing him to fly. And I felt comfortable. I have felt comfortable speaking to a camera for well over six or seven months now. It only took me really six months to really get dialed in talking into a camera. That doesn't mean I can't improve, but you will be surprised how quickly you'll actually get used to this talking into a camera thing. The first week or two is always the hardest, but after that, it's just cleaning things up from there. I have one recommendation that you just reminded me of that I want to say for video stuff. It's just like a general recommendation if you're recording video and you're still listening to this episode before we get to the pick of the week. You got a minute to prepare. Sure, I'm prepared. The eyes are the key to the story. And every person I've ever given any uh, suggestions on for video stuff, look away and they'll say things and they'll kind of do this and they'll look away. You got to keep your eyes on the camera and make that eye contact. And honestly, I learned that from Tom Purvis. And with that, don't stand far away from the camera and tell stories.
because you end up losing that eye contact and that amazing thing. And so anyone who's watching this, you see I walked away from the camera, if that sounded weird, I stood far away from the camera. I don't know why, everyone wants to get their whole body in the image and that's fine. Get close, Glenn and I are as close as we can get without touching each other and having it be weird to this lens so we can get good eye contact. If you watch this at a higher quality resolution on a bigger screen, you'll see that we got good quality stuff and our eyes are on the lens as much as we can. Eyes are the gateway to the story Keep your eyes on the lens, who you're talking to, keep it the whole time. I thought he was going to say that the soul personally, but yes, the story is correct. I story slash soul. Story soul. Soul. So Glenn, so what is your sorry. pick of the week? What is the thing you're going to pick that everyone's going to benefit from learning about? I have so many different picks of the week, so I'm going to give you three. I'm going, to, I'm going to get real quick. First, uh, a podcast came recommended to both you and I from one of our colleagues, Sam Trotta. It was Chip Wilson on the Tim Ferriss show, and I absolutely loved it. It was a fantastic learning opportunity in terms of business and growth and personal stuff and goal setting. Highly recommend you check that out if you like podcasting or business stuff at all, or you just want to grow as a human being. Um, the other one, though, the really big one, is a audiobook that I'm listening to off a service called Scribd. Scribd is C-S-C-R-I-B-D. It's like 15 bucks a month, but they have tons of audiobooks, tons of PDFs, tons of textbooks, tons of documents that you can read. It's like a huge library, highly recommended. And it's a book called The Goal. And I think it's by a gentleman named Elijah Blot, Blot something. But if you look up the, if you look up the book called The Goal by Elijah, it's essentially a book about a gentleman trying to figure out how to make his um, power plant or machine plant that produce products more efficient and more profitable. And that sounds really dry and boring, but in the preface of the book, if you listen to it or you read it, essentially what this gentleman says is, look, the way we learn best is by trying to figure out and solve a problem ourselves. And there's no better way we can do that than through trying to educate ourselves through the scientific process. And he goes in to explain what that means in very layman's terms. So the book is actually designed to have you learn how to run a profitable, a profitable business, what to look for, how to increase your productivity, all this kind of stuff, but told through a story rather than have another dry, bland self-help book just tell you here are the seven steps that you have to take, which is quite boring. As Brandon has said before multiple times, and I'm so glad I hear it from him all the time, which is when you tell a story, you will learn more, you'll connect with your audience more, and the audience will get more out of it. This book is just an amazing story with so much learning and information, knowledge encompassed in it. I'm only about a third through it, but I'm really enjoying it. Again, it's the, the book is called The Goal by uh, Elijah, and I think it's Blot. I can't remember off the top of my head. Fantastic book. I highly recommend it. Brandon, that's my pick of the week. Can I tell my pick of the week? I was about to ask you what your pick of the week is. I wasn't sure if you had anything you want to add on to that, but that's okay. What's your pick of the week, Brandon? My pick of the week actually is going to be Facebook groups. Oh, and so I have been trying to figure out some way to create a community digitally for a while. And I experimented with Mighty Networks and Microsoft Teams. And as an Apple user, Microsoft Teams is good, but it's just choppier for the systems that I'm using. Facebook, because there's so many more competitive social media apps, They've invested a lot into their private group features. Their groups has all these different guides. You can do rooms with different types of different live streams if you want. You can integrate live streams like we're doing now in the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. Highly recommend 
uh, if you have a business or you want to develop an online community, consider investing time into making a robust Facebook group. It can be a very powerful community building tool, a very powerful lead generation tool, and a very powerful tool for cold, not quite great quality leads to join your community and see what you're all about. So my pick of the week from both a personal and business end is Facebook groups, Facebook group features specifically. A lot of incredible features, a lot of amazing stuff. Highly recommend it. It's amazing how quickly the landscape changes for social media and how much companies are reinvesting into their platforms to make them better and better. Honestly, most businesses nowadays are using a Facebook group and there's a strong reason for that. And it's because of how powerful it is and how many people are on the platform. Um, so it's really, really a cool, cool thing. And so Shameless plug, if you're listening to this through Spotify, iTunes, or anything else, you're not a part of the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group community, check it out. We've got amazing interviews up there. We go live with the Minds on Muscle podcast. You're going to have to check it out. It's awesome. And there's really no reason to not join it, which is so weird. And that sounds like a hard sales pitch, but for the amount of content that's up there, and all you have to do is, is opt in. We have a couple questions if you want to answer them. If not, we have to approve you. But there's actually so much ridiculously good content up there. It, there. There's no harm in just checking out and looking. If you don't like it, that's fine. Take off. We're okay if you leave. We're, we're, we're really okay. We're trying to create a community of like-minded of like-minded exercise professionals who want to make as much money as they can, helping as many people as they can, and have the time left over to live lives that they love. Because at the end of the day, Brandon and I are both very big on family. We're both very big on protecting our time. And neither of us want to be working crazy hours from like 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning, like some trainers do, to 7 or 8 p.m. at night, because that's what big box gyms run their businesses like. And then you end up having no energy for yourself. We don't want that for you. We want to teach you how to create the schedule of your dreams, earning the money you want, working with the clients that you want, so you can go out and live your life the way you want to. That's really what this is all about. So if you're feeling run down and you feel like you're someone like Glenn, describing and you're on the edge of thinking about, hey, I'm going to jump out of this career and go become a real estate agent or get an eight to five because it's easier and I know I can get a sustainable paycheck. Please reach out to us before you consider doing that. Don't transition to online. Don't get into the field. There are people in the world that could benefit from your high quality services. And that's why Glenn and I do this Minds on Muscle, Fitness Pro Mentors. We do everything we can is because you are a powerful piece to your community and your community community could benefit from you. So thank you for what you're doing, but stick around and let us know how we can help. I could go on, but I think this is a perfect place to end it. Everybody, this has been another delicious edition of the Minds on Muscle podcast streamed here in the Fitness Pro Mentors group. We love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We can't wait to be with you again next week. Bye, everybody. And if you're listening to this live this Friday, I am talking to Mr. Isometric himself, oh, Brad Thorpe. Talk to you soon.